This is the Wellness Puzzle Podcast with Andrew Jobling, author, speaker, educator, entrepreneur, and AFL player. Join Andrew as he continues his lifelong journey as a student of human behavior. This podcast will help you live your passion, explore your potential, step into your power, and embrace your possibilities. Embrace your possibilities. possibilities. Hello, my name is Andrew Jobling and welcome to the Wellness Puzzle podcast for another week. Peter Chambers is my guest this week and let me tell you, you're going to be incredibly inspired. Who is Peter Chambers? Peter's a guy, he lives in Melbourne, Victoria. He's just a good, honest, down-to-work Aussie bloke who only 12 months ago was diagnosed with a condition called motor neuron disease. And if you know anything about motor neuron disease, you may have heard of Lou Gehrig's disease or ALS. You may have heard of a whole range of examples of motor neuron disease because there's no two types of motor neuron disease that's the same. If you've ever read a book called Tuesdays with Mori, you will know about motor neuron disease. It's a debilitating disease. It's a chronic disease. It's a degenerative disease. And what you are going to get from this conversation with Peter Chambers is absolute inspiration. This is a man who's got a disease where there's no cure, yet his attitude is incredible. His passion for life, his purpose is driving him to make a difference as he is now a community advocate for positive mindset for MND, which is motor neuron disease awareness. He's doing incredible things. Great bloke. You're going to love it. Here is my conversation with Peter Chambers. It is great to be sitting here with Peter Chambers. Hey, Pete, how are you? Good, Andrew. Self. I'm wonderful. Thanks for Good taking mate. some time to chat. That's all right. I'm, uh, I'm actually on holidays in Noosa as we record this, so um, I'm in fully relaxed mode. So. It's a tough life, mate, but life. someone's got to do it. Well, as we know, as Victorians, we've been saving up our holidays for a while, haven't we? So um, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, Pete, you so are most of it. You're a Melbourneian, and for those that don't know yep. much about Melbourne, it's in the bottom south of Australia, and it gets chilly, and we've been in lockdown, so finally able to travel, which is pretty cool. So, mate, thank you for taking the time to chat. I'm really interested and excited about this conversation because you're an interesting guy. You've been through some challenges and you've got this amazing, amazing attitude. And we were just chatting before we started recording and you said you can't quite understand how well you've coped with your current situation. So we're going to chat about that. And you are currently suffering from motor neurone disease. Indeed. And that's been for a couple of years now. Yeah, diagnosed 12 months ago, but uh, sort of an 18-month period leading up to that where, where yeah, things, the signs went from being sort of minor to, you know, reasonably significant. And um, what tends to happen with this disease is they eliminate what it isn't, in to, you know, in terms of there, there are other neurological conditions out there which could contribute to the symptoms I was feeling. But, um, again, you don't sort of jump to motor neuron disease. You jump to you go through the hoops of what it isn't before yep. you arri- arrive at MND. So, yeah. so that was a pr- yeah, probably an 18-month process to get to there. And what I love what you're doing now is you're now retired from a corporate career, which we might talk a little bit about, but you're now on your LinkedIn profile. You're a community advocate driving a positive mindset for MND awareness. MND is motor neuron disease. So you're really yep. having a positive impact and you're using this condition, which you said it was diagnosed 12 months ago. So the fact that you've, here's 12 months later and, and you've still got such a positive mindset and you're out there being an advocate or driving this awareness and positive mindset around this condition, pretty inspiring, mate. Good on you. Yeah, I appreciate that. And um, I'm a, people who know me, I think, agree I'm a fairly modest guy and, and don't go 
pump my own tyres up all that much. But it's, it's, it is something that sort of you know, came naturally. I mean, you know, it's not as if uh, how do I fill in my day or anything else. It, it has just evolved. And um, I think it originally came from wanting to, well, just asking myself, what's my legacy? And, you know, this, what was important to me is that I, I could not stand the concept of people looking at me and saying, you know, that's not how you deal with this sort of stuff. And, you know, he's, he's no good. He, he's not coping with it. You know, I couldn't have stood that. It just wouldn't have sat well with me. So I suppose that was always a sort of the spark, I suppose, that, that lit the flame. Yeah. Um, and it's all just sort of gone from there. And uh, in particular, my family that, you know, again, they, they've got to live with me and, you know, I don't want to be the one dragging the, you know, I just know that the mood in the house and the way they think and operate on a daily basis and, and therefore what do they spread, you know, to their networks and friends and those sorts of things that um, I couldn't have, I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have been the catalyst for, for negativity. Yep. So and it's kind of just evolved from there that I've, yep. you know, I've, I've grown with it and I've evolved with it. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating journey. I, I constantly just shake my head at how the hell am I coping? I've got no idea how, how I'm coping, but I am. And life's, I hesitate to say this because I've really got to be grounded when I say this sort of stuff, but life is good. Um, I don't think you have to hesitate saying life is good, mate. I think that's inspiring, particularly when you're in the situation you're in, to be able to say life is good. I think that's something we all need to hear, irrespective of our circumstances, because there are a lot of people going through a lot of stuff yeah. at the moment and have done over the last 12 months around the world. And, and to hear yeah. that no matter what's happening around them or to them or for yeah. them, and because it's all attitude, right? And you've yep. clearly got this attitude of this has happened for me because you mentioned, you know, this has become, you've been looking for your legacy. Isn't it interesting how often our purpose comes from a somewhere where we're not expecting and we don't think we want, yet yeah. this situation yeah. has become a purpose <clears throat> for you. Me. It's given you a bit of a mission for you to really go out and, and have an impact. A, a fascinating part of all this is, and somebody used this word for me or to me a little while ago, contribution. Um, I'm now in so much better position to contribute to society than whatever have been. And, and, and you're, you know, you're in a space where you're, you're clearly contributing and we, you know, we go through our career and we contribute in our own little ways. I'm not saying we don't, but um, you know, you're paid to do it. You do it because it's your living and all those sorts of things. Whereas now it's, this isn't my living, but it's something I'm, I'm, I'm extremely passionate about and I am enjoying it. And again, it's just so, it sounds so counterintuitive, but I think again, it resonated with me when someone said about, you know, You've got an opportunity to contribute. I think I think that's a really important part for me. That um, and that's what's driven things like my LinkedIn profile that you read out before. That you know I'm, a, I'm an advocate for community awareness um, in a certain space. And I, you know, it's a horrible disease. And it's one of many things out there that uh, that are happening to people in society. But um, you know, again, if I can just be a voice that is supportive and creates a maybe maybe creates a new benchmark, I suppose, yeah. in terms of coping and, and and dealing with it. Yeah, and so tell us, mate, I mean, for people that are listening that don't really know what motor neuron disease is, what is motor neuron disease? Give us a general yeah, well, description of hope, what it is and what it does. I hope no one with any medical background is going to listen to this, but uh, I'll have a go. So it's the, the motor neurons and uh, feed the nerves. They The nerves die, and without the nerves, the muscles die. Is it the it's, same as that Lou Gehrig's disease? Because the, I think it's... That was motor neuron disease, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, a, it's known as ALS. In the and there's also um, there's an amazing book called Tuesdays with Mori. I don't know if you've read the book. No, I haven't seen it. No. And I believe that's the story, an amazingly inspiring story about a guy who had ALS and a wonderful book. Anyway, sorry, mate, to distract yeah, okay, you. No, so, yes. 
so sorry, yeah. So, and the, and there's look, my again, my understanding is that there's you know, effectively no two cases the same. Mine, for whatever reason, is, is affecting my arms uh, mostly. So, you know, put a number on it. My my right arm's probably got 10, 5, 10% capacity in it. My left arm, you know, 30, 40. My right hand's pretty good. Um, I've got, you know, reasonable strength in my right hand, but my left hand's pretty pretty much gone in terms of grabbing things and my thumb just doesn't uh, doesn't work anymore. So that's that's in my face at the moment, Andrew. But I've got probably two issues. One is that and fatigue. So I get very fatigued very quickly. You know, if I put my shoes on now, you'd hear me huffing and puffing at the end of it. Um, just those sort of ex- those bursts of exertion sort of, uh, you know, have an immediate bearing on me. So the ultimately, again, I don't know what the future looks like. I mean, I don't, I don't want to know what the future looks like. I, I do, but I don't. But I know it's going to catch up with me at some point in time. But, you know, it'll happen. And I can't change that because it is what it is. And so we'll deal with that as it, as it comes up. But, yeah, so that's, that's, that's it at the moment. You know, the, the, the nerves that are dying in, in my body are sort of affecting the arms and, yeah, again, what happens from here, I, I don't know. You moment, don't know. So. But then, mate, isn't that true for all of us? I mean, we all think oh, we're trying, oh, look, to, trying, funny, to, yeah. trying to forecast our life and how it's going to be and what tomorrow's going to bring and what someone's going to do and what's going to happen with their job. And we, we spend all this yep. time living in the future when we miss out on the absolute gift which is with us right in this yeah. moment. I mean, again, what a beautiful lesson that is to go, well, to say, well, I don't know what's going to happen and you're saying it's going to catch up with you. Well, life's going to catch up with all of us at some Correct. point, yep. right? And yep. if we worry about that, well, we're not going to live in this beautiful moment that we've got. And yep. what I love about what you're doing, Pete, is you are making the most of this moment and, and how you can impact lives, and I think that's awesome. Hey, good, mate. appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, – yeah, I've just got the nail, uh, the how bit nailed, I suppose. And again, I mean, you know, we, we all use the um, – you know, uh, falling under a bus metaphor, um, but you know, that, that, that that's around the corner for all of us, unfortunately. But um, the bus yeah, is but, coming. But yeah, I, you know, yeah, I'm. Yeah, that's probably the only bit that's nailed down for me. So I know, but well, I've got a good indication of how at the moment. Well, let's. Um, I think in the second part we'll dig a bit more into what you've been through, what you're going through, and what you're doing. Sure. But mate, let's have a bit of a laugh because you were just telling me yep. before we started recording. So the actual condition that you have the specific condition of motor neuron disease is called arm flail which Correct. is the scientific you know it's i mean obviously it's a description that your arms are sort of flailing by your side but tell yep. us about what was it was your neurosurgeon uh, late yeah neurologist I neurologist saw, yeah. what did he call it when you were first well, was, diagnosed unfortunately you know he's got the great job of breaking the news to me which is never you know, never going to go all that well. But um, yeah, one of the things, you know, again, I was making conversations, going, oh, you know, you've got this and you've got that. By the way, we also call it man in a barrel syndrome. And then he sort of stopped and said, it's not really a good name. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm, I've got the mental picture right now of me standing in a barrel. Uh, no, it's not a good name. Um, you know, you may as well throw me in the pool and call me Bob. Um, <laughs> it's funny. You, know, you want that? We can use that one as well. So, you know, this uh, little bit of dark humour. My... My, I shouldn't say this, but I will say it. Um, my wife calls them my T-Rex arms. Oh, so. oh that's horrible. Yeah. Where's your wife? That's horrible, but it is funny. Like because T-Rex, are, they've got these massive bodies and long teeth and these piddly little arms. These pointless little arms. Uh, exactly. So, well, so mate, they're um, a decoration point. You just make sure you, <laughs> you you hang really cool stuff off your shoulders, mate, and your arms are there just to decorate and to brand yourself. <laughs> But do you know what? And again, here's an amazing message. Here you are sitting there, and this is a day of diagnosis, right? You're being diagnosed, or the news is being broken, and you're able to laugh at it and find yep. the humour. And I think you call it dark humour. I don't think it's dark humour at all. 
I just think it's an ability to find humour and not take it too seriously and know that it's not the end of the world. You know, it's opportunity and I think if we can... I did a podcast recently called The Hidden Benefits and under every adversity, there's there's if you scratch beneath the surface, you're going to find some incredible joy and gifts and benefits that are there and you've obviously been able to do that. So, mate, I'm thinking what we'll do is have a quick break and then we'll come back and I really want to dig into how it all started for you yep. and what you've done to be where you are today making the impact on the world you're having. So we'll be back shortly. Right, perfect. Yep. Be inspired, be engaged, get motivated and make real change in your life and the people around you. Andrew Jobling knows how to inspire. On stage, he's riveting and engaging. Andrew is helping audiences around the world live their best life. Book him for a face-to-face or an online event. Go to andrewjobling.com.au to find out more. All right, young man, and I've just watched you, <laughs> you as, come we, back. as we had a break drinking your cup of tea, and it's amazing what we take for granted. For all of us, picking up a cup of tea and drinking it, really is not an issue but for you you've got to take both hands and you've got to leverage it up and you've got to it's an it, effort it, right it's yeah, an effort it is it's, it is an effort to um to yeah sort of dig my elbow into my ribs and um you know push up from there um and it, yeah, it takes effort you know putting my shoes on takes effort i'm sort of huffing and puffing after i you know put on a pair of shoes um i can't do that laces anymore you know all those sorts of little things getting getting dressed i struggle to get my pants up all the way to my waist now so um you know, that's going to present its challenges down the track. But, well, mate, uh, I can know. see some definite benefits there. You obviously need help getting your pants up around your waist. So, <laughs> well, we will leave that alone, but there's obviously <laughs> some benefits there. And you mentioned that last night up in Noosa you were trying to take some pictures and took after three photos yeah. that you'd taken. Yeah, so just, uh, you know, the old sunset photos and um, just bang, bang, sort of bang, bang. And um, that was it. My, you know, my arms just folded basically and just fell to the side after that. And I was huffing and puffing. Yeah. Um, there's, there's an example of the exertion it takes and, it, and what it takes out of you. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's, but again, you know, you adapt, Andrew. You, you really do adapt to things and wonderful support around me. Um, I get some wonderful carers in to look after me to start my day, which is so important for me. It means I conserve energy in the morning. It's not all that effort to get dressed. It's not, you know, the teeth, the shaving, the, the showering, all that sort of stuff I just can't do anymore. So, you know, I get that care to, to look after me, which is great. So that's that's if I and I have done this, you know, you do that whole process yourself. I'm asleep after yep. that. I'm done. So that's I'm conserving energy and my day kick. You know, my day continues. Well, let me ask you this, Pete. Yep. With the effort that it takes for you to get that cup of tea to your mouth to drink it, how's it taste? And <laughs> it tastes all, all the better. All the better. Well, exactly. And tell me about those photos that you took last night. Yeah. Three photos, and I mean, you'll cherish those photos, right? It's a very good call. You know, you don't think about that. And beautiful sunset, right? And um, you know, my gorgeous wife in the foreground and all that. So uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a really good point. I I wouldn't have ordinarily sort of looked at that and said, yeah, you know, I'll cherish that. But you know, you they, these are the little things, Andrew. That again, I'm I'm probably more attuned to my emotions now and and yeah. whatever else. And someone suggests things like that, and I go, you know, bang, that's Isn't important. So you know, you're, you're absolutely on the money. I've, I will look at those photos in a different light. And every on. time your pants get buttoned up, you can <laughs> just stand there with pride. You're not taking anything for granted. And and the fact you're saying you're now in, in touch with your emotions, I mean, you're an Australian bloke and we're not known for being in touch with our emotions. 
So, mate, tell us a bit about this journey from you were a pretty successful corporate career. Yep. And then tell us a bit about when did the symptoms start, what was happening yeah. in your life, and give us a bit of a journey. Yeah, so this little um, – this is a hindsight thing, but there was little things there which I I now know were symptoms at the time. Um, so this is – going, going, going back to 17, when on holidays in Port Douglas, did the old reef thing, jumped off the boat, which I've done many times before for a swim around, flippers on and everything, and I nearly – I got 10 metres off the boat. I nearly drowned. I had nothing in my lungs, so I couldn't, couldn't breathe. And one of my boys was with me and, you know, flew back to the back of the boat and, God, what's going on here? And threw a life jacket on and I was fine. I didn't think anything at the time, but, um, you know, now with everything that's going on, I knew that that was a sign. Walking up one flight of stairs, um, same, you know, huffing and puffing at the top. Then I started to lose use, use of my hands, um, so I couldn't do it with a top button. So, again, I was, you know, I was working at the time, so open next shirt or tie, but you know, both of those were, were challenging, so it just... Couldn't up a tie anymore. Couldn't up that top button anymore. Just um, little things like hanging out the washing. So anything that, that required my hands to go above my head was starting to just get a bit, you know, hang on, something's going on here. So I'm really grateful I did. I I went to the you know the GP. Something I yeah you could have just sat around for six months more and waited for it to come you know come good, which we're all a bit guilty of from time to time. Um, so I had an MRI. Went to a neurosurgeon. Neurosurgeon was confident that surgery would would fix the problem. Um, so I had the surgery and then didn't come out of the surgery. Well, I sort of, that's when my right arm really started to, uh, well, I'd had, you know, pretty limited movement in my right arm, um, from that time. And then it was, you know, that's sort of that 18 month period I was talking about before of looking under lots of rocks and, um, seeing what we could find, which ultimately led to this diagnosis. And so how did you feel that yeah. moment when you got this diagnosis that you've got a degenerative condition that's. You can't. There's no, no cure, cure for, is there? Correct. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, how did that feel? Because I had a lead up, um, you know, if it happened to me overnight, and look, there's some dreadful cases. I, you know, I work closely with the people at MND Victoria, and you hear some horror stories come out of that of you know people who had the same symptoms as me and were dead six months later. Um, you know, that's how rapid and, and on you know the onset could be with this thing. Now, I've got a slow progression version, so you know my mortality is six to ten years right now. So. Five to nine now. It's clicked over to 2021, hasn't it? <laughs> Need to be real. So that process, I had a, an 18-month lead-in. It was always sort of mentioned, you know, you know, behind the hushed hand and, and whispered tones that, um, you know, it might be MND, so you might need to prepare yourself for that, but uh, we don't think it will be. And I, I had a lot of those conversations and a lot of testing and, you know, you have these fun things called nerve conduction tests where they basically, you know, zap you with a needle and, and see how the muscles respond. So that's, uh, you know, that's fairly torturous and had a few of those. Um, but again, you know, ultimately it was that period of exclusion and we know what it isn't. So therefore we pretty much now know what it is as well. Interestingly, and, and this isn't having a shot at anyone at all, but, um, you know, the neuro, I saw two neurologists sort of side by side and, and they said, um, they'd worked together, which was great. And they reached the same conclusion. Um, but it took them 18 months to do so. But then I was referred to, a, you know, to a specialist who deals solely with MND. His comment was that, um, yeah, it can take 18 months or more because they see two of these a year, I see two a week. So, you know, he could, he would have identified it, you know, rapidly, whereas these blokes sort of went through their process, which, again, I'm, I'm cool with that. And if they had diagnosed it more rapidly, would that have had any impact? Yeah, maybe if it was a, you know, if, if that first sit-down, maybe if the first sit-down was, this is what you've got, uh, really interesting because, I you know, the way I worked out, I had an 18-month lead-in and I was living with it already, so... 
it's just okay. Well, it's pretty bloody horrible, but it is what it is. So, um, but I've been I'm practiced at this, and I've sort of got my head around most of it. But now I know what it is, and it was mental torment too of not knowing what it what it was. So I had to deal, you know, every conversation I have with people. How are you going, mate? And well, you know, do you know what it is yet? No, you know, that sort of thing carries a bit of weight as well. So, um, you know, I'm not saying it was it was better when when the diagnosis was was given, but um, you know, you, you got some finality there. You can start planning for things and thinking things through. And okay, well, we know what life looks like now. We know what you know. We know what's what's coming, and we'll deal with it. And this is what's extraordinary about you, Peter, is that most people would have. Well, a lot of people certainly would have gone into victim mode, why me, it's not fair, withdrawn, all sorts of stuff. But you keep saying you can't quite understand how you've coped with it so well. How did you cope with it? What are you doing to cope with it? How are you dealing with this adversity in your life and sitting here declaring that you love your life? Yeah. Look, I think and I've, look, friends, family, been unbelievable um you know the support that i've got from and people like yourself who invest in me um with this sort of you know i'm so grateful of the fact that there's people like you out there who want to share my story i mean it's 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 wonderful for me absolutely wonderful for me so um having that network around me you know i've some of the message i've received and phone calls out of the blue and texts out of the blue and and those sorts of things you know they lift your spirits and they you know they make you feel better about things so it's a sort of a natural i i, I think and again some of the messages have been you know, you've always been strong. You've always been this. You've always been that. And I've always admired you and whatever. So you, you live your life not knowing that, that people have a positive view of you. And, you know, unfortunately, it takes something like this to have that reinforced. But, mate, I, my life is so much about having this this reinforcement going on in the background and, and these positive messages. And, yeah, that's so uplifting and it's, it's so reassuring. So how can I not lead a good existence? Yeah, you know, with, with all that going on, it's 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 just a. I live in a positive environment. As weird as that sounds, I keep on using the word weird because a lot of things I do in here and and go through are weird. But um, I led a good existence. So, well, it's a power. Um, the powerful lesson is about environment and and the people you are hang around, right? Yeah. I mean, imagine if you were in a an environment where people were giving you a lot of sympathy. Oh, it's not fair. You poor thing. I mean, you would yep. buy into that. Whereas obviously yep. you're living around people that are lifting you up and saying, hey, mate, you know, you'll handle this. You can deal with this. You've got a positive mindset. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got um, love and support here. So whatever happens, we're here for you. Yeah. I mean, that gives you that confidence, doesn't it? There you it feel does. like you can. Yeah. It's that wind beneath your wings sort of <laughs> thing, right, where you can feel like you have got the strength to get up and go out and make a difference. I, I did I did figure out really early on, um, and we've got a mutual friend who introduced us, you know, so I used the – use the example of him, you know, is he going to ring me as often as he rings me if I'm this grumpy bloke who's going to spend the first 15 minutes of our conversation telling him how bad life is? Well, we wouldn't be, um, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation, well, that, mate. Exactly if, what it's going to lead to. Yeah. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have said, you know, you need to speak to Andrew so that he can, he can uh, go on a downer with you. Yeah, um, yeah let's, let's have a pity <laughs> party together. Let's... So I figured out that I was responsible for this, right? If, if I'm going to get this positive reinforcement and this network around me who, who is supportive, well, it's got to start with me because people aren't going to, they're not going to want to be around me um, and they're not going to want to support me because I think that's human nature that all the well, – you know, it, it goes in the path that it goes in for a reason. It's like, you know, it's like water. It's a, it's a leveller. So what you're effectively saying, Pete, is you've chosen to be happy. You've chosen uh, to find the positives. You have chosen to make a difference. So, And, and this is yeah. an important point for people listening when they say, well, it's not fair because – 
where we, we seem to place our happiness or our joy based on what's happening to us at the moment. So when things are going well, we're happy. When they're not, we're yeah. cranky. Well, what yeah. you're effectively saying is that that doesn't matter what's happening in your world. You can choose the way you yeah. look at it. You can choose your perspective and you can choose yeah. to find the positive. Yeah, you, you do have to switch into that mode. But I think once you're in that one, I found at least, that it, I suppose it's a con- the happiness is a consequence of the attitude. Um, if you've got the right attitude, the happiness is going to follow. I didn't go out and say, well, I'm going to be happy now. But I took the attitude that I took and the path that I took and I think the consequence is, is the happiness and the, and the, the overall comfort with what's going on in my life. Good message, mate. Now, okay, Pete, tell us about what you're doing now to get this message out and to spread this word of positive mindset, certainly in the um, MND community, because this is yeah. now your MND career, right? It is the newly that's your career path now? Yep. Um, yeah. Look, it's funny. Again, that, that was coined by a girlfriend of my wife, so. Uh, I like it. I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it. So, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's career number two for me. It, um, you know, it's, uh, I, so what, one of the things I've learned, Andrew, along the way is, um, is pacing myself, the importance of pacing myself. So I do one thing a day, basically. So I, I have a couple of rehab sessions in the pool. Um, I'm now working with a videographer just to um, do some work around. We're, we're basically doing just, you know, short pieces of me talking to camera about exactly this, about, you know, the message that I've got. Um, we're going to, that we're going to sort of bombard LinkedIn and, and a few other things, and she's got some ideas on what channels to go down. That um, you know, I'm in my 50s, she's in the 20s, so we've obviously got different uh, understanding about how technology works and who who watches what. But um, so, and ultimately, you know, that might be some sort of documentary that um, we're looking to put together to really again this this adversity piece. This you know, how the hell do we cope with adversity? I, you know, I'm, I'm not a psychologist, so um, I'm not you know trained to tell you, but. Yeah, I've got a pretty good layman's view of, uh, Mate, of how that works. You're far more qualified than someone that's educated because you're dealing with it. You're going through yeah, it right now. It. You're you are living this, and there's no book smart that can out compete with lived experience. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's right. Yeah. So what am I doing, Andrew? Um, so I, I have done another podcast, which was fantastic. Um, did that sort of before Christmas, and it was released just after, and. And I look, I annoyed the crap out of people saying, you know, how clever am I on a podcast? So, um, you know, got it out to as many people as I as I could. And that's been really, really well received. Um, then the offer came along to do this one as well, which I jumped at. Since then, I've um, spoken to, so MND Victoria, an extraordinary organisation who basically provide all the support for me in just, I've got, a, you know, the, the role as advisor. Hello, Fran, if you're listening, um, she will be. Um, Hello, Fran. Fran <laughs> you know, Fran works with me on basically anything I need and coordinating things and, and really just being, you know, my voice effectively um, in, in helping me navigate this. So um, it's their 40th year anniversary this year. So they've approached me to assist them with basically awareness, two, two things, awareness and fundraising. So I'm a face of a campaign that they've got going, which, you know, it's, it's called Pete's Legacy. So that's sort of, what, you know, the way we're branding it. So it's all about... Um, um, I suppose just building, again, building awareness. So I'm doing that through LinkedIn, through my community. I've also spoken to a couple of people and um, and already got some traction on this, which is fantastic, um, about doing some corporate work. So I've, you know, I'm pretty well networked, um, speaking to, you know, some select organisations that represent me pretty well in terms of what my, you know, my previous career uh, where I was involved. So, I, you know, I know a lot of people in those spaces. They've heard me, you know, they know me, they, they know what I'm about. 
So we've already arranged one corporate gig where myself and uh, the CEO of MND Victoria will be the keynote speakers. So that's an opportunity. You know, so this is where I get I, I come back to my life's great because I'm doing stuff that I've I've never been exposed to before. So how you know I can't complain with any of that. It's, 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 this has taken me down a direction I never thought I'd go down that I immensely enjoy. It keeps my brain active. It keeps me physically active. I've got things to look forward to. Yeah, my my simple little diary of having one thing a day in it gets sucked up, you know, quickly. And yeah, you know, wow, life as, as where life's good. There's so much richness wrapped up in what you've just said in that last couple of minutes. You know, adversity. There is purpose in adversity, and I think that's the key thing. You've found your spot, you know, and I think we're mm. all chasing this elusive purpose in life, and often it mm. comes through adversity. That's when it, yeah. it's they're held up in your face and say, hey. This is why you're here. This is why you're going through what you're going through because you're going to make a difference in this world. And you've grabbed it, mate, and grabbed it with both flailing arms, and I love that. <laughs> and, you know, there's some great messages there. You're forced to pace yourself, which I love. Well, I don't love. Yeah. What I mean is you're forced to pace yourself. You're forced to just focus on one thing a day. But I think not a bad message for anyone listening. You know, to pace yourself because often, yeah. and I'm guilty of that, right? How much can I pack into this day? I've got to be productive yeah, yeah, and get yeah. that done. And then you end up exhausted. Yep. When, what about if you just focused on one really important thing every single day and nailed yep. it? And then yep. you had some time for yourself and just were able to sit back, relax, enjoy the journey and look back and go, wow, the compound effect of just one thing a day is going to have yeah. a very powerful effect. So there's some it's, awesome stuff, mate. Yeah, it says so much about the society we live in, doesn't it? Because you've, you've got that expectation that what you just described is, is how we're expected to, to live our lives largely. Yep. Um, and, you know, you'll be, you'll be looked upon adversely if you don't sort of meet those dizzy heights. Yep. Um, but, yep. yeah, it's, it's counterproductive at the same time. It is. Mate, we're going to have a quick break and we'll come back and wrap it yep. up. Everyone has a book inside us waiting to be written and Adri Jobling can unleash the hidden author in you. Have you ever wanted to become a successful author and impact many lives? Andrew will support, guide and mentor you through the entire process and help you leave your legacy for the world. Contact Andrew for a free 30-minute chat about the influence you want and can have. Go to andrewjobling.com.au to find the author in you. Pete, as I've just said in the break, we're going to come to a crescendo here as we wrap up this conversation. It's been awesome, mate. It's inspiring. You know, you're inspiring me as I'm sitting here listening. And that's one of the great things I love about podcasts. Why I do this, and this is going to sound horribly selfish, but I do this for me. I love, you know, talking to new people and different people. I have spoken to people that paralyzed quadriplegic in a wheelchair i've yeah. spoken to a lady who's overcome a horrendous car accident and, and you know yeah. facial injuries and acquired brain injury I've, I've spoken to olympic swimmers i've spoken to aspiring divers i've spoken to neuroscientists and again being incredibly selfish here wow i'm learning so much yeah. and uh, do you know where this sorry to interrupt you mate this no, whole podcast idea started in the adversity of coronavirus when all of a sudden <laughs> everything went to lockdown all of my speaking gigs got cancelled all of a sudden i'm lying on the floor in fetal position oh it's not fair it's not fair sucked my thumb for about half an hour and then slapped myself and said get up mate what can we do about this yep. and yeah doesn't sound like you even lay on the floor in fetal position and sucked your thumb you just sound like you just got up and slapped yourself and said well what am i going to do about this 
Yeah, well, as I said, you know, the, I think the, the lead-in, um, ironically, helped that, um, you know, how would I have coped if it was overnight? I, I don't know because, you know, obviously it's hypothetical. Um, but uh, I think, you know, having a lead-in to, to know that there was something serious going on and, you know, and, and during that whole process of being diagnosed, things were getting worse. So, you know, we and with some neurological conditions, they do improve over time and that's what they're looking for, the improvement. But yeah. um, so nothing was getting any better and they were going downhill. So... I had that lead-in period. So, yeah, I don't think it was a moment of – I think it was just an all, sort of an organic thing where, it, you know, it grew, I grew, yep. we grew together. Yep. Um, yeah. And, and this is where we are. But I loved, you know, what you're saying about um, who you speak to and, and whatever. And, and, again, this is an extraordinary part of my journey. I'm, I'm absolutely loving this that I get to – because I, I think if I didn't have this outlet, I would be a different person. How do I get this out? How do I um, – that original podcast I mentioned, you know, that was two years' worth of stuff in my head that had been running around that I was finally able to go blah and, you know, and get out in one hit. Um, so that was so important for me. And I think that was a bit of a catalyst to, to get things moving. Yep. Um, and things just sort of did move from an, as a natural consequence of that. So, yeah, it is a, it is a journey. I think that, you know, journey is a, a good word to use here that, um, that I'm evolving as the journey yep. continues. And it helps I'm having fun. It helps that I'm meeting – fascinating people such as yourself oh well i'm a fascinating person there's no doubt about it um (laughs) but mate my new word is i i moved away from journey now because even journey makes it sound like it's tough it's a journey and don't we don't we put that perception of journey my new word is adventure this is an adventure because adventure it seems to have that fun element to it and why shouldn't it be fun why can't we find fun? Why can't we find yeah. new ways of doing things that we weren't able to do? And that's fun. Yeah. Like it's creating can, and exploring our potential and our capacity yeah. to embrace and deal with change because change has been forced upon every single person on the planet over the last yeah. 12 months or so. Mate, let me ask you this question for people that are dealing with adversity at the moment and for people who will it experience adversity, which effectively I'm talking about 100% of the planet because we all are either dealing with adversity or we will deal with adversity at some point. And that's not being negative. That's just life. That's reality. What some simple advice you give to people as they're experiencing adversity in their life? Yeah. I think think there's two or three things there that I I have looked back on and said, you know, that's important about me. And I think understanding who you are and understanding yourself, and and that's a hard one, right? I mean, Maybe you need the slap in the face to, to actually go through that process. I think I've always been reasonably good with that. As a, it's always been a strength of mine to understand. Okay, I'm, I'm feeling like crap right now. Why am I feeling like crap? And I, I generally sort of unravel that reasonably well. So I think you know that self awareness. And whilst again, you can't bottle that, right? You, you can't buy it down the road. But um, you know, I think it's an important thing to know exactly how you really feel about things. And like you said before, about not falling into the victim trap and and all those sorts of things. You know, if you can avoid that sort of stuff, it's absolutely critical, I think. So know where you're at and, and know that your feelings then become genuine. Um, that it is a genuine, you know, set of emotions that you're feeling and, and, and how you're adapting is genuine. And for me, another one's perspective. Um, you know, I've seen, you know, I've been in, uh, in and out of hospitals here and there and those sorts of things. You see some just some, in my position there, you see some horrible things. You know, I, I do rehab in a pool a couple of times a week and, there's some poor souls in there that, you know, just in crippled bodies that, that were born that way. And, you know, my God, that's so, so easy for me to say, hang on a minute. That's, you know, I've got nothing. There's nothing going on in my world. And and you look at, you know, there's people around them, there's fathers in the pool with them, you know, dragging through the water and those sorts of things. You know, that's heartbreak, that stuff. So 
I, you know, find that really, really easy um, to have that dose of perspective and say, no, no, this is, you know, just don't even think about it. Don't even go there in terms of, you know, how hard you're doing it because you're not. You know, I'm doing it harder than you physically at the moment, but, um, but you know, what does that mean? You know, that, that, that means nothing to me. That I, The fatigue for me is tougher than the, the arms. But, again, I, you know, I get, I've got a mobility scooter. I get around. Um, cool. You know, life's fine. Life's fine. Awesome, mate. So now you want to just reinforce what the motor neuron disease foundation is it what they're uh, it's doing the association so the association uh, yep. sort of short terminology mnd victoria um they're celebrating their 40th year anniversary so yeah i'd just love to you know again not a plug necessarily because they're a not-for-profit and, and whatever else but uh they do a wonderful job obviously their their time and efforts is uh, cost money and, and whatever else so um, i'm really really proud to be working with them to Two things. One is awareness, um, and just you know get their name out there and awareness of the disease and and, uh, and those sorts of things. But also, yeah, there's a, there's a fundraising element to it. Uh, that's a it's a it's a year long event. Um, there'll be a few things going on during the year where we'll ramp it up a little bit. But um, yeah, just want to you know again thank them for for the wonderful job that they do because you take um, you take them out of my life and my life is different. It would, it would be me yeah. doing things that I don't necessarily want to do or. Because um, some of this is confronting, right? So, you know, having someone there to organise those confronting parts of my life and just sort of ring me when it's all done, it's extraordinary to, to yep. have those, that organisation there. Yeah. Well, so if you're listening to this and you've got some money you would like to donate to a worthy cause, it sounds like MND Victoria? Yeah. So there's a campaign under my name. So um, okay. you should be able to find it uh, find it through there. So what, any, what is any it again, all Pete? donations will be great. What was that called? Well, MND Victoria. So it's the um, the Facebook page is Motor Neuron Disease Association brackets MND Victoria. And what was your campaign called? Uh, What's well, Pete's Legacy is, is the name of the campaign. Yeah, Pete's Legacy. Awesome. Now, Pete, let's say I'm sure people listening to this obviously are going to be incredibly inspired and might want you to come and talk to their group or uh, do another podcast or maybe a radio interview. How do people yep. contact you should they want to get you and come and do something inspiring? Uh, for yeah, them? by all means. So Chambers is my surname, obviously. Chambo is my nickname that I've lived with for many, many years. Uh, so PG Chambo, C H A M B O, at gmail.com is my email address. So yeah, just anyone like to get in contact with me, then um, please jump through that. Also, Peter Chambers on LinkedIn. So yep. people can contact you through there as well. Yep, absolutely. Awesome, yep. mate. Well, Pete, it's been an incredibly inspiring conversation and I'm so glad you were open to have it. And I'm so no, my pleasure. So grateful for yeah, your, my pleasure. your openness and, thanks, and honesty. Thanks, Andrew, for the you know, great work you're doing. Um, you know, it's a bit of a jungle out there, you know, tough 12 months, all that stuff. Um, uh, but, yeah, just to – I'm a bit of a Twitter man. I get, you know, go down the Twitter rabbit hole a bit. And um, the constant that I see on that is any podcast recommendations. It's, um, it's an industry that's, you know, grown – uh, so quickly and, and so rapidly and yeah to have this avenue again you know I, I can't get my, my message out my life is different if I haven't got this avenue so um, mm. you know really really appreciate the good work you're doing well mate it's a pleasure and it was a pleasure and I'm very grateful for the conversation we've had and very inspired by your vulnerability and openness and also wow just perspective for everyone listening as you go about your day stuff's going to happen today just look at it from a positive filter and have a look at the benefits that can come out of every single situation, and I'm sure life will be better. So thanks, Pete. Appreciate your time. Look forward to hearing your journey as it evolves. Thanks, mate. Take care.
Thanks, Peter. That was an incredible conversation. I love how down to earth he was. I love how open and honest he was. I love his attitude. I'm just slapping myself now because I get tied up in knots over little things and things that I think are big things, but really in reality, with the right perspective, we can deal with any situation. We can deal with any adversity. If we look deeply and we look hard enough, we will find some amazing hidden benefits in any adversity. And Peter is a living example of someone who's been dealt a hand of cards that he couldn't control and would be very easy for him to spiral into pity party, poor little old me mode, but he hasn't. He's used it to help him find his passion and his purpose. He's used it to make a difference in the world. And his attitude is incredible. And I want to thank you, Peter Chambers, for that wonderful conversation because I know this podcast is going to impact many, many lives. If you would like to contact Peter, you can find him on email, which is pgchambo at gmail.com. On LinkedIn, under Peter Chambers, you will find him. Reach out to him because he's an inspiring man to talk to. He's very open and willing to help and share in any way that he can and help create a positive mindset. He'd be a wonderful guest speaker. I know he would. So please reach out to Peter and help him to help more people. It's been great being with you this week. As I mentioned, I love my podcast because I get to learn and get inspired every single week. It's incredible I get to share this message with you guys and hopefully you then share it with people that you care about. I look forward to being with you next week. My name's Andrew Jobling. This is the Wellness Puzzle Podcast. 